morning, everyone. Uh, our Bible verse this morning will be read by none other than Bill Griffin. Not much of a selection of Bible. Um, it's uh, It was in uh, Sue's email, but it's Galatians 5, verses 22 through 25. <clears throat> but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Thank you. Uh, I used to know the fruits of the Spirit by heart, but I've gotten lazy now and I can't remember them all, so I have to look it up. But um, I, used to, I did used to know them by heart. Um, our announcements today are very few and far between. As you know, we're not really having anything to announce. Um, if you've read your Friday Blast, you will know that we're going to have a church service in the sanctuary. And it's going to be on Sunday the uh, 28th at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, there are a lot of uh, parameters and rules and regulations that we're going to have to follow. Plus, you have to register so they'll know how many. And so go on your uh, Friday Blast and you can do that. There's a link there that you can register. Billy and I have registered, so we'll be there. So hope to see you guys as well, as many as would like to get out and um, be in our beautiful sanctuary in the house of the Lord. Um, also, um, it's almost, this year's almost up, believe it or not, for me. So it's, um, it's kind of bittersweet, been a strange year, I must say. Um, so those of you, like I sent an email, are the... Sue's Friday newsletter. I need to know who's going to stay on or go off a committee. So, and anyone that's interested in joining committee, please let me know, or I will assume, and you know what that means, that if I don't hear from you, the committee's going to stay the same. So, all right. Um, also, I got an email from Charlie this week, and wow, I didn't realize we'd sp we have spent $1,336.75 for groceries for months thus far. So we're spending it faster than I thought we would. Just wanted to keep you updated on that. Uh, our prayer request this morning, uh, Dick, Dick Anthony for his cancer returning, Dave Howe, who was, a, Dave and Peggy Howe were members a while back, plus he's a past president, who's a prostate cancer has returned and is going to be on chemo. So that's a concern for sure. Jack Stadler's brother in hospice, Virginia Thomason in South Carolina, who is still in the hospital. She and Stan need our prayers. And if you have a moment, give Stan a call. He's lonely. Uh, Shirley May, Bab Skillings, Pat and Pat Cooney, Fred Griffin, Billy's brother. They've discovered some more cancer in his kidney and he's in some pain. We don't really know at this point what they're going to do. They've been at the beach getting some R&R &R for them. So when they find out what's going on, we'll be posted. Also, I got an email from Garland and Mike this morning. Their niece, Whitney, in uh, Oregon, is going to have to have an early C-section because of some abnormalities that is discovered in their little baby girl. Plus, um, um, Whitney has also tested positive for COVID. That's, that's a whammy. I am so sorry, Garland, and please let them know they're in our I would love to know how she got COVID, you know, where did she go out and about or anyway, we'll talk. Um, so please pray for Whitney and her baby girl and the family. Uh, we have a Thanksgiving this morning, which is good. The Hills family, Dave and Norma, 
their uh, folks in Michigan who had COVID are, are recovering, and their granddaughter here has finished chemo, and it's feeling very good. So that's that's a plus. We like those. Uh, and that's all I have. So I know for prayers and uh, birthdays. John Goss, June 17th. I didn't see them this morning. Um, and uh, anniversaries, June is uh, you know, the bridal month, so that we have a few. Beth and Bob Hamilton, June 17th, 59 years. They win this week. Catherine and Craig Simons, June 17th, 53 years. Patsy and Bill Lanham, June 20th, 56 years. And Cecilia and Bob Moore, June 20th. They have, have reached the 50-year mark in the 50-year club. Yay! So that's almost all of us. I think there are a few that aren't quite 50 yet. So that's what I have this morning. So Larry, are you um, ready? Larry Douglas will have our prayer this morning. And then Dr. Joe will have our lesson. And we are delighted to have Catherine McKechnie with him as well. As you know, and we discussed, Joe's going to be leaving us to go to uh, Mountain View United Methodist. And Joe and Catherine, you will be missed by CUC and RUMC because you are one of our favorite leaders and we are not happy to lose you. So Larry, if you're ready, and then Joe can uh, take over after you. Thank you, Sandy. Let us go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Our Heavenly Father, we pray for peace in our land and guidance for our leaders. For those who have lost loved ones, we pray for those who are suffering with the coronavirus and for those who are caring for them. We pray for researchers and scientists who seek solutions in testing and preventing the COVID-19 virus. We pray for the pastors and leaders of our church, for those living in senior communities and for those who care for these residents, for those who are now jobless and fear losing their homes and health insurance. And Lord, we pray for Reverend Joe McKechnie and his family as they have been called to a new church and for the congregation there who will receive them. And in keeping with our scripture this morning, the lessons from Galatians, let us as CUCers live by the Spirit and keep in step with the Spirit, exhibiting love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, great gentleness, and self-control. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you all for letting us be with you. It's in some ways somewhat fitting that um, this technically, I guess, is my last Sunday because next Sunday, I guess, kind of is my last Sunday, but be, because we record the sermons now on Thursday, I won't really be anywhere on Sunday. And, and I guess it's kind of fitting because uh, you guys have been so gracious to us and uh, you guys just have a, a, a really special place in my heart just from the retreat and from getting to teach um, um, several of your classes, from um, picking some of your brains for sermon ideas and things like that. I've become very, uh, very close to you guys, and I really, really appreciate the ways in which God has allowed our lives to intersect, and I really appreciate the ways in which God has used you to speak to me. So I thank you for that. Yes, and I want to thank you for allowing me to join you guys this morning, too. I know that Joe um, will probably miss your class the most. So this has been one of the, his highlights, his time here um, at RUMC. I know he talked about that retreat. For, we still talk, he'll still mention that retreat from time to time, just how much it meant to him and how much he enjoyed just getting the time to sit and listen and to talk and to connect um, with you guys. I know that's not possible really on a Sunday morning. So that time was, was so precious to him. And uh, I was 
sad I didn't get to join him because I know that's, um, I haven't gotten to meet a lot of you or have a lot of interaction with you as I normally have in other churches, just with being at different services. And, but um, I want to thank you just for loving on my man here and for always encouraging him. Um, that's, that's meant a lot to me um, and his wife. So I want to thank you for that. Good stuff. Well, thank you guys for allowing us to be with you this Sunday. Um, our kids, um, ages 13 and 10, they love smoothies. You guys know what a smoothie is? It basically is just some sort of concoction with all sorts of different fruits that they mix together. It's kind of like a milkshake, but instead of milk and ice cream, you use fruits and I guess water. Is that what it is? All sorts of these natural ingredients. And so my son will like a strawberry smoothie. So they make strawberry smoothies and all this other stuff they throw in it. Um, but I like that analogy because all of these fruits kind of being blended together into one. In scripture, we read a lot about fruit, and the Bible tells us what that means. Jesus says, for example, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Okay, what does that word fruit mean? You know, we think of, okay, oranges and apples and, you know, stuff like that, but, but what is fruit? Fruit in scripture is basically your way of identifying what or who someone is about. If you, um, you have a, a tree in your backyard and you don't know what kind of tree it is. And then a few months later, you start to notice little apples that are uh, developing and growing on the limbs or the branches. You'll say, okay, that's an apple tree. How do you know it's an apple tree? Because it's producing apples. And so in our passage this morning, the fruit of the spirit, um, we, we learn about this. And the reason I like this passage, I know all of you have probably heard this countless times before, but there's some things I think that when you understand the context of the scripture in this, this day and age when it was written, there's so many things that I think even add a, a richer, deeper context to what we're talking about. Um, let me first say that, that um, it's the fruit of the spirit. It's not fruits of the spirit. It lists nine things, but it's not like they're nine individual things. Rather, it doesn't say the fruits of the spirit. It says the fruit, it's one. So all of these make up not nine individual things, these all make up just one fruit, which is kind of interesting to think about because I kind of would go through here and say, okay, well, gentleness and self-control, yeah, maybe one for two on those. Love, joy, peace, yeah, I can, you know, take or leave some of those. Kindness, goodness, yeah, maybe on a good day. Uh, but it's not saying, no, that you pick and choose which of these nine you want to live by. To the contrary, it's saying that all of these should be at work and, and in your life and on display through your life um, if you're following the movement of the Holy Spirit. And so that's really what this passage is about. Paul, the author of Galatians, he's writing to an audience, a fairly diverse audience, and they were talking about freedom. Um, many of the Jewish people felt like they were just so um, beaten over the head with the, the law, the, the Jewish law, and it's impossible to keep the law all the times. And so they felt like they were just constantly being um, just enslaved by this concept of obeying all of these rules for fear that they may make a misstep sometime and step out of the boundaries of their um, man-made rules. And, and so then they're gonna kind of be in trouble. The Gentiles felt under control of the fact that they didn't come from a Jewish pedigree, a Jewish heritage. And that, that, that made a lot of them feel like they're enslaved to their heritage or their background. And so Jesus talks about being free um, in a way that maybe people didn't fully understand. And then Paul kind of adds to that theme. He's saying that I want you to be free 
but you really can't be free if you're constantly trying to obey all of these rules that you think will lead to salvation. He says, it's not about that. It's not about your behavior, it's about your belief. If you claim that Jesus is the Son of God, if you place your faith and your trust in Christ, then the scripture says you are saved. You're saved by your faith, not based on what you do. Now, with that said, if we are truly living a godly life, then the fruit that we bear is gonna show that. And so that's where we kind of are this morning. Um, Paul talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and he's looking at these nine characteristics, and he's saying, you know, if you are healthy, you will produce fruit. Likewise, if you are healthy in your faith, healthy in your walk with Jesus, these things are going to be the natural result, the natural byproduct, I guess you could say. Um, these collective characteristics or attributes are, if you're living a life of faith, and you're, you're surrendering to the power of the Holy Spirit, these things are going to display them. In other words, God is truly at work in your life if people can see your gentleness even when you're angry, or those around you can see faith even when things in your life are going far from smoothly, or people can point to you and say, wow, he is in such control of himself because he seems to get angry at the right time and never angry at the wrong time. Those are the people can look at and people can see and will they be able to see God in the midst? And this is kind of powerful because very often we, we read a passage of scripture. We read about patience or read about kindness. We read about forgiveness and we say, yeah, I want to be a kinder person. I want to be a more forgiving person. I want to be a more loving person. And it's all about our own strength. It's about what we want and how we can hopefully get there. But in the fruit of the spirit, Paul is telling us something differently. He's He's saying that this isn't about what you do. This is about what God is doing through you and in you when you truly surrender to God. Now, I would dare say that out of the how many people are on our Zoom call this morning, that probably all of you um, would say that, yep, Jesus saved you. And uh, there was a point in your life, maybe you can remember, maybe it just happened over a gradual period of time where you said yes to God. You said yes to Christ. The truth is, that every single day, every single moment, literally, is our opportunity to say either yes or no to Christ. Jesus is calling us to be patient with our spouse when he or she might be doing something that aggravates us. Okay, we have the choice. How are we going to respond? Are we going to respond through our flesh, which is our own agenda, our own desire, or are we going to respond by the Spirit, the movement of the Holy Spirit? I can look out the window and I can recognize an apple tree that's healthy because it's producing healthy apples. Likewise, Paul is saying, I can tell you are a growing, maturing believer because of those things that are evident in your life. Doesn't mean that we're not sinners, we are. Doesn't mean that we won't make mistakes because we do. But these are ways that we can kind of uh, get a gauge, if you will, an indicator of how we're living and are we really allowing God work through us. I could make it a New Year's resolution to try to be a kinder person, but I'm probably going to fail after a while because I'm just a human, just a man. But if I say, okay, God, I'm going to surrender all that I am and all that I have to you, and I'm going to trust to uh, you, God, to do with me what you want to do, then maybe that kindness will be a byproduct of that. It's not something I'm trying harder to do. It's something that God is working through in me. And that's such a powerful thing because you read all of these nine attributes, these nine characteristics and say, wow, 
that's got to be hard to live like that. Oh, well, yeah, it is. Not because you're trying to do these things, but because we're having to surrender to God. We're trying to say, okay, God, it's your will. It's your desire. It's not my own agenda. And that sometimes is so incredibly difficult to do. Um, anything you want to add to that before we move on? Well, um, I know when I was growing up, I became a believer at um, 19, but went to church all growing up, but really didn't understand the gospel. It just clicked with me when I um, went off to college. And I remember reading this passage and I thought, okay, I can do this. I, you know, I, I can be patient. I can be kind. I can be loving. Um, and, but for years and years and years, I did all of that in my own strength, um, trying to please people, trying to make sure everyone around me was taken care of and um, making sure that people were not upset with me or, you know, didn't want them to criticize me and not realizing that I was doing this in um, my own strength and not, uh, and striving and performing and how exhausting, you guys probably don't know anything about that, um, how exhausting that was to, uh, to feel like I, I had to live that way. Um, and I thought, whoa, this Christian life, this is hard. Um, and then as I began to grow and God began to reveal more and more uh, of himself to me as I uh, became more teachable and uh, humbled myself and, I, and I, he began to show me more about surrendering and not living in my flesh, um, not having to control everything, not having to live through performance and perfection, um, not having to manipulate, you know, people to get them to like me or love me or notice me, um, but truly beginning to surrender and living more in the spirit and how we are made spirit, soul, and body and how our spirits, um, kind of like a tree, need to be um, nourished and with the sun and with uh, water, they're strengthened and our spirits can be strengthened as well um, through um, encouragement, through the word of God through his truth um, by other people even. Uh, and so our spirits are like muscles that um, can atrophy if not nourished. Uh, and so when they're not nourished, it's a lot easier to live in the flesh and to go by our, our feelings. I know yesterday, even I told Joe, I said, oh, I have to die to my flesh every day. And, and sometimes I forget and I'm quickly reminded when I forget because I'll find myself being just irritated with things or, um, uh, going more by how I feel instead of what God has called me to do. Uh, and so I hope that something of that encouraged you um, of what was, uh, what I just said, maybe you related to some of it, maybe um, God showed, showed you something through it. I just know as when we come together as a body that we can learn so much from each other and be encouraged um, through each other's journeys and stories. So and so each day we have the opportunity. Are we going to walk in our flesh or are we going to allow the Holy Spirit through us? Um, one of the other things I really like about this passage is again, the fruit is a recognizable characteristic. Okay, so um, let's say so my office is full. We like your sermons, but I think sometimes we need to because we know that, you know, we don't But sometimes God needs shorter and uh, everything in there, you just have a little. And here are a couple of reasons why that might be something to ponder. And then I would say, God speaking to tell me something. Well, we know how God speaks through faithfulness and gentleness and self-control and peace and joy and love and goodness and kindness. And when I look in that conversation, I just, I think it's probably But on the flip side, let's say somebody just kind of uh, sent an email and said, 
sermons are too long. You're never going to make it in this career because your sermons are just too darn long. And you irritate us and my husband, my wife. Set about the fact we're just we're not even sure if we like it anymore. Again, do you see the spirit? Um, no, you don't. Um, and so that's another way of recognizing if God is at work. Um, we're in an election year, and, and, and so many politicians will say, hey, I'm the one that is, is leading the, the godly crusade against our culture or whatever it could be. This is on both sides of the political aisle, so it's not a slam or a criticism or a, a critique of anyone. Um, but, but you look at politicians, you can say, hey, you're not going to tell if you're a godly man. These things are going to come out. Peace, joy, love, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. If you don't see those characteristics, that's kind of the Bible's way of saying, eh, probably not the one you want speaking, speaking uh, for your faith, because that's just not how um, God works. And so I just pray that as a, um, as a dad, that my son can see these fruit of the Spirit. Um, I pray the pastor, people around me, staff, they can see these things that work. They can see um, that I live lives, uh, live a life rather of love and joy and peace and kindness and gentleness and goodness, self-control. Sometimes they short. But I just look at our lives through this lens. God, as we're going to see, we're going to see these characters. And again, these are the things that are recognizable. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak. Um, the Holy Spirit doesn't even speak through um, sarcasm. The Holy Spirit um, doesn't speak through belittling someone else or through bitterness, through letting anger take over. And so I think this is just I think, a real powerful, powerful thing. Well, I loved, um, Joe, when you talked about the theme um, of the passage to being freedom um, and not, um, not bondage, but living out the, the fruit of the Spirit is actually a life of freedom. That was um, not, um, it's not a life of uh, um, striving or keeping the law or things that we have to do, um, but a life of, of real freedom, which is, I know we all want. Yeah. And, and we talk about, um, like I said, we talk about the law. The law is something that um, in scripture is, is somewhat critiqued. It's not always necessarily meant to be. I mean, the law is the law of God. Then you kind of moved into the law of God. Law of God. But then eventually, a lot of the Pharisees and the religious leaders, they had their own um, expectations of what obeying that law looked like. But when we talk about that, we're saying that, no, the, the law makes it about ourselves. This is what I do. This is, this is what I am doing. But it's grace that says, I know what you've done. I know where you're headed. I know things you don't want me to know about it, God. But I still love you. I still accept you. I embrace you. Thank you so much, Joe and Catherine. And please know you're in our prayers and we love you both and we'll miss you. Thank you. Um, I have um, always, I guess because there's nine of them, always added that little S to fruit of the spirit. So I'm thinking I was doing a really good job when, you know, I, I managed four in a day. But <laughs> I'm supposed to have all nine. Oh, okay. That's I know it's I'm Sandy. Talking. It's not a buffet, Sandy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's correct. Uh, that little S makes a lot of difference. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think we got the mo most of the message uh, about the last five minutes. It kind of faded in and out, but uh, good. Message. Oh, no. oh, well, good message nonetheless. And we, we love you. And it, uh, it hit home with me. It, it, um, I got, I got the message <laughs> and uh, thank you so much and prayers for you this week during the difficult move. Moving is difficult. I don't care who you are. 
Uh, okay, my quote of the week this week, I saw this and I thought it was very good and it's uh, anonymous. I don't know who did it, but if you don't feel close to Jesus, guess who moved? <laughs> so, you know, kind of ponder that one. That's anonymous. So, okay. Joining us today, all of you and uh, Garland, please let Whitney know she's been being prayed over um, and that we are um, certainly wishing her all the best. And um, also for uh, David Howe, remember all our prayer requests. I already gave my quote of the week, so I guess I'm done with that. Uh, thank you all for um, showing up today. And don't forget, let me know about your committees, please. And um, come by lunch. Well, and yeah, come by and see me at lunch on Monday through Thursday. I'm at the church. Come see us. So don't forget to buy your $5 lunch. It's very good and very reasonable. Come on by. Anyway, y'all have a great week and a happy anniversary and birthdays to all of you.